Hey, hey, welcome to the first episode of Beauty in the Breakdown. I am your host, Billy Riot, and boy, have I been excited about doing this. I just want to make a podcast that enlightens you, that encourages you, that brings you out of depression and anxiety, and delivers you into things, thinking positively about the things that God can do in your life. There are some wild things that are happening currently. Uh, I remember when TikTok got started, you know, people people are not the most accepting to change and new things in their life. And it was kind of like Snapchat and, you know, and TikTok. And the way that TikTok is, it's like whenever something happens on TikTok, everybody thinks it's a load of crap. And now, you know, major news organizations that you see every night on 6 o'clock to 6.30 or whatever your prime time viewing is for your news outlets are in your home, um, you know, TikTok has become a source for people to get their news. And it's also a good place and it's also a bad place for news. That being said, just like everything else in our society, um, everyone has a platform. And everyone has a voice, and it's it can be positive and it can be negative. It can be hopeful. It it can be depressing. It can be good. It can be bad. It can be all kinds of stuff. Um, but I want to play two videos concerning the Asbury revival. If you don't know about the Asbury revival, I believe on February the tenth, it's a Bible college um, in Kentucky. And uh, they were just having normal chapel hours um, before class or in between classes. I don't know when it was. But um, it hasn't stopped. The praise and worship started, and I think there was like a brief message, and it hasn't stopped. Now, basically, what has happened between now and then is the praise and worship didn't stop for like 48 hours. Word got out around the town. People from the town started coming onto the campus. Then people from the state started coming onto the campus and into the chapel for worship. Then lines started forming outside because it just got so full that they had to start, you know, regulating when people could come in and come out so everyone could praise and worship and, you know, be a part of what God is doing there. Well, after that, more states, more people from other states start coming in. And then after that, people from all over the country started flowing in. And then you had the whole campus filled with people people laying in the grass people um overflow sanctuaries um overflow chapels were actually being um set up so that people could go there to worship um the videos started flowing uh, off tiktok and it just started blowing up on instagram as well so if you trust instagram rather than tiktok well let that be your choice of selection so um but anyway now you got people from all over the world coming to this thing I haven't been yet. Uh, I want to go. I got to work. I have a family to feed. Um, I'm so happy that this is happening. I have never seen a revival. Um, when I first um, believed, it was like back in, the, I don't know, 2000. <clears throat> um, I had heard about the Brownsville revival in, um, in Florida. Uh, this place I started working, my boss told me all about it. He said that they went down there and there was like so many testimonies. I can't remember exactly uh, what happened, but just, you know, the the spirit of the Lord 
just rested on a place and people were flocking to that joint. I mean, just by the thousands. And I don't think that there's been anything like that in the United States since Brownsville. There's a history of revivals that have happened um, all around the world. Um, and it, every one of them have a unique story. And all of them are beautiful. And people are delivered, saved, healed. Lives are changed. And um, just amazing things happen. And not to mention the, the glory and the presence of the Lord is so strong in some of those places that some, some people can't even get near it. Um, so I want to play two things that I, that I found on TikTok, and I want you to be the judge. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to play the first one right now for you. This is Andrew Sluter, pastor of Bible Baptist Church. Um, I could not resist. I just couldn't resist. I had to make a video. Um, I have been seeing stuff, um, about the Asbury University revival, um, not seen, not even keeping up with it at all, just random little things that people um, have sent and stuff. And um, I did a little bit of digging just to see what was going on with it, what was it, what it was about. Um, I know there's been like some independent Baptist guys even posting on it and saying how much of a great thing it is and how much, you know, God's moving and this generation seeking. And I'm sort of thinking, what in the world? So I, 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 I was almost positive uh, what I was going to find was not going to be good, and sure enough, it wasn't. Um, this is a a a, uh, a non-Baptist university. Um, Asbury University has holiness ties. Um, they are not King James only. Their music is CCM, and I was looking at one of the uh, one of the um, services, and they had a woman. A woman up there preaching during one of the chapels. Guys, let, let me make something clear. Okay, there may be an emotional stir. There may be some people that are genuinely getting some help from the Lord. Okay, there may be some people that are that are uh, genuinely um, trying to seek God. No doubt about it. But we're calling this revival. We're calling this a move of God. We're saying that this is God working and moving and pouring out his spirit and all this kind of stuff. Okay. People can be genuine and be genuinely wrong. They're not King James only. God does not bless outside of his word. And all these King James only guys or supposed King James only guys, I should say, that are on, uh, online and stuff saying how much of a great move of God this is in, in all this business. Hogwash on that. We're either King James Bible believers and believe that's God's word and all other corruptions, or we don't. Okay, let's start here with a little story that I have on a personal account. Um, whenever I was younger and I had started going to church and uh, I was working off this very busy road here in Columbia, South Carolina called Harbison Boulevard. The one road you never want to go to during Christmas, and I'll tell you that. It is just backed up bumper to bumper Nervous Breakdown City. <clears throat> I was working in a Christian bookstore, um, and I overheard from the next aisle over two gentlemen talking that were pastors, because I knew that they were pastors, because they were talking about getting their pastoral discount on a large quantity of books that they were going to buy. <sighs> One guy said that he was going to buy a bunch of New Living Translation Bibles for his congregation. And the other guy said, well, uh, 
that ain't a good Bible. You need to get the, the King James version of the Bible. And the other guy said, well, why is that? And the other guy said that seemed to be soaking in his self-righteousness because the Apostle Paul wrote the King James Version. Well, that's just about as funny as that old Lewis Black joke where he's sitting there, ta- <laughs> he's sitting there talking about how he was in an IHOP and he overheard the, a woman say one of the most dumbest things that he'd ever heard uttered by a human being. And she said, if it weren't for that horse, I wouldn't have spent that year in college. So, just a heads up for all you people that don't know what is actually going on here. The Apostle Paul did not write the King James Version. I think Apostle Paul been dead for almost about 400 years or so. I don't know what the exact number is. Like I said, I'm not a professional at this, but I can do a little bit of math. Um, I could be off some numbers. Well, I'll follow my sword. But this guy... In this video, it's it was so difficult for me not to just get steaming mad. I had to wrap my head in duct tape and sit there and just tap my foot and have someone sing a gentle lullaby behind my head so my face wouldn't explode and get blood all over the computer. But then again, I would like to play the second video that I found. And you be the judge, please. Don't mind me in my opinions. I want you to hear from someone that went to the Asbury Revival. Okay. Just got out. I can't explain to you what I experienced in there. And I want you to see something. All day long since the morning, these people have been waiting and standing hours. Okay, they've been waiting hours out here since 7, 6 a.m. in the morning. This line. We were in this line. And right about this moment right here, we were blessed. And they took us straight in. And um, big shout out to Grimane and Lisa Brunson. Um... I don't know, just favor they got. We didn't even ask to be in. We thought, long story, and I'll share that later. But guys, look at this line. It's still wrapped around the entire campus, man. Wrapped around the campus, and I'm going to tell you why. The minute I walked in there, I mean, you could feel the presence out here, but I didn't even get to my seat. And you can feel the thickness of his glory. And I don't even know how to say it or how to explain it. But it was worth the flight and it was worth the drive, you know. And one thing the Lord told me, he goes, this is not for you to come and bask in it here. I'm releasing this to the entire nation. And I'm taking this back to my church, to my city, on the bus, on the plane everywhere so if you couldn't make it here listen don't be bitter and don't be a debbie downer and don't be trying to you know say what things that are just not okay i'm gonna tell you something god wrecked me in there man 
And all I can say is this revival is just like bringing people back to their first love. Even when you think you're right and you think that you're doing it and you get in his presence and you're so undone, you're so unclean, you're so, when you get in him telling you, man, you could be on top of the mountain. And when he shows up, you realize, man, you ain't even scratched the surface of who you're supposed to be. And so I'm telling you guys, man, I got people out there that are talking about, well, why you got to drive over there? I'll tell you, because what's right here ain't everywhere right now. What's right here is the same reason you drive four hours to come to Extreme or drive five hours to go to conferences. Because they're, when God releases certain places that are marked, people that are ordained to be there, they show up there. They show up there and they receive what God has. I'm going to tell you guys right now, that is crazy, man. It's crazy. The minute I walked in there, and you could just feel, you could see like a glory cloud over the top. And right above it all is a huge sign. And it says, Holiness unto the Lord. I'm telling you, man, there's no words to describe it. I don't even want to leave, but I got to catch a morning flight and I got to fuck up. I got to flock. Can you tell me what the difference is? Can you tell me what hurts more and what gives more? Can you hear the joy in the man's voice in the first video? quick to condemnation and hatred and he hasn't even been there and the second man that is experiencing it even though he is there is just filled with joy reality and the presence of God I want to read something to you. It's Psalm 103. This one impacted me so much. And it's so good. It says, Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being praises holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul. Forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like eagles. The Lord works in righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is the love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, 
so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it is gone, and its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children, with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul. That psalm speaks to me a lot. It speaks to me in so many different ways. I wanted to share it on this podcast along with those two examples in those video clips. That first pastor is in error, and it's so sad that there are people there, probably in his church, that are a thousand times more bitter and stuck in traditionalism. I hate traditionalism. I don't like it at all. It's just people that can't get out of their comfort zone. We all get in a zone and we all developed something that we're good at and we keep doing it and we're better at it than others. And then when somebody else comes along, if you're willing to take constructive criticism and be taught, then you can get better at what they're doing because they're probably better than you because they took better advice. I was reading in Proverbs the other day, Proverbs 29 verse 1 says, Whoever stubbornly refuses to accept criticism will suddenly be destroyed beyond recovery. Well, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? I mean, just listen to that guy in that first clip, sitting there condemning something because he's stuck in his own traditional ways and self-righteousness and how harmful that is to others. And he didn't even go to the revival. He has no experience What? So ever just people talking and him looking at other videos. Even a woman got up there. Oh, God forbid. Speaking of women, I am so glad that I have the women in my life. All my beautiful daughters and my lovely wife. And, uh, And I heard my pastor say the other day that sometimes your wife is the best Holy Spirit you can get in a moment. And boy, is that ever 110% correct. So thanks, ladies. Keep doing your thing. And when you get a word from the Lord, say it out loud because I want to hear it. I know a girl that jumped on Dave Chappelle whenever his comedy special came out. Uh, right after quarantine and said that he was making fun of the transgendered community and wrote this long, long winded post about how awful that special was and how awful Dave Chappelle is for doing that. After you get through reading the whole thing, you find out in the very last sentence that she said she never watched it. This is the same exact thing the guy in the first clip did. 
I mean, 100%. The wife and I used to take several trips up to Asheville during Bell Share, and uh, there was people, there were a lot of people out there protesting. Uh, they had big signs, you know, like the God hates fags and you're going to burn in hell and gaze of the devil and, and all kinds of stuff. Um, and I, it's just, I can laugh at those people, but at the same time, I don't enjoy the laugh. I have to really just search in my heart and say, you know, God, you know, you got to fix me on this because you know, I know it's wrong to laugh at it, you know, uh, because they're damaging people. That's not right. And um, you're supposed to love people and you're supposed to treat people with dignity and respect. And I think a lot of the ways that Christ is shown is through personal relationships. I'll never be out there with a sign and pointing my finger at people. Um, I just, I can't stand it. And I feel really awful about what that guy is doing. And, you know, I, I don't want to make fun of him on here or belittle him, but I'm going to pray for the guy. And I, I would highly encourage everyone to pray for that man, pray for his church, uh, pray for those that they hurt so that they don't look at Christ. Um, like he's a jerk because I'll tell you one thing, honestly believe that if Jesus were to be here today, that he wouldn't be in the churches. He would be in the dark alleyways and the strip clubs and the bars. He would be where the starving and the poor. There are things that the kingdom of God is supposed to do. And I think that that man in that first video is doing it wrong. And it's sad that the more people do that, the world sees that and the kingdom of heaven can't do its job. Those people at Bell Share holding those signs in the air were protesting sin out of their self-righteousness. And it's damaging because the people that are at the festival to have fun and drinking beer and enjoying art and just wanted to feel a free flow of the city and the way that it was and its magical moments they'll never forget those people standing there doing that. And they may think that it's kind of funny, but then again, when they drive around a corner and see a steeple with a cross in the air, they're going to think about those people doing that and they're not going to like God. And sometimes I think that those people are put there as a distraction, you know, like it's just not real. They're not real believers. Um, because, Real people that love Jesus love people. And I think that they run far, far, far away from anybody like that. Look at Mother Teresa. That woman was shot at one time and then turned around and walked up to the home that was shooting at her and brought them food and demanded that she go inside and talk to them. And she did. And I think that pretty much everybody in that place got saved. 
Um, there's real power of love in relationships. One-on-one, contact, servitude. And I pray every day that God makes me into a more serving person. He's already making me into a person that can take and receive sympathy and give sympathy. That was a tough one for me, as you've heard in the intro. I want more faith because hope, faith, and love are beautiful when it's all about Jesus. I don't want throw pillows in my house that say faith, hope, and love, and live, laugh, love, and all that target crap. I don't want to look like I've got all that stuff. I just want to have it inside of me. And I want it to be fully operational all the time. As I said in the introduction to this podcast that I have quit drinking, and this God thing is why I'm doing this, because this is it for me. This is all I've got to hold on to, and I'm going to give it my all, and I want to share my story, because I want others to hear that the hope is real, and it is alive, and it's beautiful. I said to myself that if I'm not going to be drinking, I'm going to pursue God. I need faith. I need hope. And most importantly, I need love. Luke chapter 17, verse 6. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to the mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted into the sea, and it will obey you. The mustard seed is the smallest of them all, and it grows into the biggest of plants. A little quick story, then I'm out of here. My baby mama, at the time when she was pregnant with uh, our twin daughters, Karis and Lena, um, we had learned from going to see the specialist one day uh, that uh, twin B, which was Lena, had a umbilical cord wrapped around her neck. And they scheduled for the next day for us to be rushed in <clears throat> to have an emergency C-section to go ahead and get the babies out. That would have put them um, way too early. Way, way, way too early. And the chances of losing the twins would have been pretty high. All day long, we kept hearing in our spirit and in our heart, speak to the mountain and it will be removed and cast into the sea. Speak to the mountain, speak to the mountain, speak to the mountain. That was a Wednesday morning that we were at that doctor's appointment. The uh, emergency C-section was going to be scheduled for the next morning. That night we went to church. Uh, we were pretty heavily pretty heavy-hearted and um, pretty desperate. And we had heard Speak to the Mountain all day, like I said before, and we got to church that Wednesday night, and we heard the message, and it was on that. Speak to the Mountain. We, we decided to go up to the pastor after 
the service was over and they laid hands on Crystal's stomach and um, we all prayed for our babies. Mark 11, chapter 22, sorry, Mark 11, chapter 14, verse 23. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to the mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, but believes what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. We went home, went to bed. Next day we went back, they did a quick ultrasound. No umbilical cord wrapped around Lena's neck and she carried for weeks more. Weeks and weeks. Real faith works. I'm forever grateful to him for all the things that he's done in my life. I have more stories of faith, but I can't share them all in one podcast because then I'll just run out of things to talk about on the new episodes. But having childlike faith is amazing. And that'll be on a, another episode. What kind of faith do you think that first man had in that clip? You know, that man in the second clip had a lot of faith. And he was hopeful and filled with love. And he was rejoicing. I read something this morning in my devotions that said, I simply take him at his word. I praise him that my prayer is heard and claim my answer from the Lord. I take, he undertakes. Active faith gives thanks for a promise, even if it is not yet performed, knowing God's contracts are as good as cash. You have to simply believe that he has done it. And it is done. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him. And He will do this. Till next time. Peace be with you.